0: Brought to you by Capital One, where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine, five times more savings toward that overdue home addition, maybe even an addition on that addition. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC. The FT Within an hour of Jess Staley being confirmed as the head of Barclays, He had fired off a 600-word email to his 132,000 new underlings, introducing himself and telling them what he proposes to do with the iconic bank when he joins next month. Within minutes of the message being posted online, I pounced on it, sure that I would enjoy it very much indeed. This American financier comes from my own alma mater, J.P. Morgan, which, as well as having a reputation for turning out some of the world's top bankers, also has form in turning out some of its dodgiest pieces of communication. The late Jimmy Lee was a guff giant, becoming immortal to me in 2003 when, as vice chairman, he sent an email ordering everyone in corporate finance to take the time today to call a client and tell them you love them. Yet at first sight, Mr. Staley seems to have composed something relatively sensible. In it, he makes no declaration of love. Neither does he pretend, as do almost all newly elected chief executives, to feel humble. Instead, his emotional display is fitting for a man who's just landed a very high profile job earning up to eight and a quarter million pounds a year. He said he's excited, honoured, and eager to get started. The message that follows is a little light on personality, with its flat cry of, we will work together to realise potential, but at least there's none of the go-to bank nonsense peddled by his predecessor. My ambition is to restore Barclays to its rightful standing, successful, admired, and well regarded by all, Mr Staley says. This is simple, clear, And even though points two and three are the same, it does have the advantage of sounding vaguely sincere. At least, it sounds more so than what follows. My respect for the critical role which regulators play is unequivocal, he says. But I'm inclined to forgive him for this, as given everything, a bit of sweet talking in that direction can't hurt. It's only when he gets to the meat of the memo that his language defaults to pomposity and ugliness. We will complete the necessary transformation and repositioning of the investment bank to a less capital-intensive model, he says. Yet even here I excuse him, as I bet he did it on purpose. One of the beauties of jargon is to make you sound extra serious when you're making an important announcement. Overall, I would have given him 6 out of 10 for his memo, were it not for two inexcusable uses of the V word. There can be no retreat from becoming a values-driven organisation, he insists. I'm afraid there can. Indeed, there can and will be constant retreat from it, as no one really knows what a values-driven organisation is. Mr Staley's predecessor was pretty hot on the general idea, but all Anthony Jenkins achieved with his RISES acronym, Respect, Integrity, Service, Whatever, Whatever, was to make himself a laughingstock. Such publicly spouted values, as I wrote a couple of weeks ago, are not the best way to be admired and well regarded by all. Worse than what he had to say about values plural was about value in the singular. Trust, he said, was the key to unlocking shareholder value. This surely is false. Trust, though clearly important to the business in general, will not alone butter many parsnips. It's hellishly difficult ever to work out where big banks make their money. But last week's poor numbers and tumbling share price suggest Barclay's problem is not lack of trust, its exchange rates, ring-fencing costs, tax, expenses, and so on. But what really jars is not the falsity, but the cliché, unlocking shareholder value. This is the favourite phrase of the Barclays chairman, John McFarlane, who never makes any announcement about the bank without declaring himself devoted to delivering or unlocking or creating shareholder value. So it's not surprising that he's recruited a chief executive with the same conversational tick. What I assume both men mean is that they want the bank to make more money and its share price to go up. By using the word value, they hope to make big profits sound more, well, valuable, a thing to be esteemed rather than regulated down to size. Alas, it doesn't work. Value is not only bogus as a concept, it's vague. Sometimes it means return on capital, Sometimes earnings per share and sometimes a rising share price. If Mr Staley wants to build my trust, he could start using the words money and profit a bit more. He could stop delivering value or delivering anything at all, as there's nothing to be put in a van. And if he wants to unlock something, he can do that with a key next month in his office in Canary Wharf. Though on second thoughts, if trust is key, there's no call for a real key to unlock an office door built to keep the rest of the world out. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. It's presented by me, Patrick Jenkins, the financial editor at the FT, and I'm joined by a team and an external guest every week. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com podcasts. Brought to you by Capital One where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine, five times more savings toward that overdue home edition, maybe even an addition on that edition. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC.